Welcome to the Hey You Got This podcast. We are your hosts and I am Stacia. And I am Lizzie and we are here to talk about all things wellness, weirdness. And today we are going to talk about taking care of yourself, which spoiler alert is not the same as self-care. So let's dig in. Yeah, we'll talk about the differences between the two as well as the ways in which I hate this. I hate introducing a podcast. It's the worst. You guys, this is the most awkward thing in the entire world. I feel like it'll be easier when we're like physically with each other and can read each other's body language too because there's always a little bit of a lag on my Skype. Yep, of that leg and it's really awkward. It's super weird. But I feel like if we can survive this awkwardness, we can survive anything. Speaking of which, we are still in quarantine. It is week 5,000 of quarantine. Time has ceased to exist. time is an illusion (laughs) at this point. And Stacia and I were just noticing that while we don't have a lot of episodes out. Our most popular one is the quarantine episode. I believe it's called Hey, Stay Calm During a Pandemic. Stacia, correct me if I'm wrong. That's right. And so we were like, you know what? (laughs) Clearly people are still thinking about this. We have a lot on our minds about this. So today we want to talk to you guys just about self-care from the lens of like being stuck at home, maybe not being out be able to go out and like do the normal things you would do to take care of yourself, to socialize, all that jazz. And just to kind of check in with each other and with you guys. Yes. I love it. So speaking of how has uh, this past week or so been for you? Oh, <laughs> well, I, so it's been, I guess I don't have to tell you what the weather's been like because now we're in the same state, but the weather has been a lot nicer, Gorgeous. which has definitely helped a lot. Like I, I feel like this happens whenever the weather is not great, but I don't really realize how much it impacts me until the weather gets nice again. And then I'm like, oh, it's like I can breathe. <laughs> so that definitely helped a lot. We have like this little, it's not a park, but it's like a strip of grass in our neighborhood that is sort of like an unofficial off-leash dog area and so the dogs have been playing out there a lot which has been like something that I really look forward to so like the weather and the dogs has been good but I'm really feeling just out of whack I think I'm kind of in the same place as a lot of people as like what day is it where am I I miss my routine. I feel like I'm really starting to mourn a lot of just like bullshit regular things. Like today, Dan and I were driving and I was like, I just miss going to coffee shops. (laughs) And he was like, okay, I mean, (laughs) it's just a coffee shop. So I'm okay. I don't feel great. I feel like you can't eat like... I'm just going to enjoy being able to like look at someone's face from closer of a distance than six feet. Like it's such simple things where it's like, oh my gosh, like you haven't just been able to enjoy someone's presence without being like paranoid or uncertain about everything. Or just like, yeah, being able to enjoy anyone's presence. Like I miss going to a coffee shop and having the person in line in front of me, like be an asshole. And then like, commiserating with the barista about how terrible people are and like having that whole banter. I just like, I miss those like random interactions. Right? Like we don't have any sense of normalcy from those types of things that it's funny how it does make you even miss the bad things that like annoyed you at one point. You're like, I would even take the annoying things back. I'm sorry I took it all for granted. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Like I feel like maybe I said this last week. I know I said this to you. I can't remember if we were recording or not, but I was like last week, I was like, I just missed 
traffic. <laughs> like I would gladly be stuck in traffic in that's Seattle right now, surrounded by people. And that's fucking stupid <laughs> that I miss traffic. I just miss like, yeah, I miss normalcy. Like we drove today from our house to Capitol Hill. And even in the middle of the day, there's usually a lot of traffic and it took us like two seconds. And I was like, this is just weird. There's nobody on the roads. There's nobody outside. It's strange. How about you? How are you doing on that right. <laughs> No, it is very strange. And I, again, I feel super fortunate because uh, I've, I'm in a place now where it's really easy for me to stay active. And with the weather being nice, I've been mm-hmm. going on runs and then working out on my deck with the like view of the water and then... I actually just turned in my rental car and now I have a bike. So I've been biking around. So I've been doing a lot of things that like keep me centered and grounded, which is like movement, but also just uh, grieving a lot of different things. So like, for example, like I told you yesterday when I'm working out and I'm like mid push up and I just like collapse and start sobbing. I'm just like, what is going on? I feel like that's where the world is at right now. (laughs) So, I mean, I think that it's this good balance of making space for the grief and the sadness, but also being okay with celebrating the good things that I do have going for me. So finding that harmony between the two has been helping me. But I definitely like totally Saturday. I was like, I just want to eat a pint of ice cream and cry and yep. not do anything. <laughs> and I didn't do anything. I binged watched Broad City good for you. and was like, fuck this day. I literally I hate I don't like going through a day and like looking forward to it ending. Like I always want to take advantage of my days. Yeah, that's a rough place yeah, to be. Yeah, <laughs> but on Saturday I was like, I just want it yeah. to be bedtime. I am so over this I day. Like I don't want this day to be here anymore. And I think uh, that we're all kind of getting at this point where like this has gone on for a pretty long time and without knowing where and when it's going to end. And even like, where, how do you come back from this? Cause I feel like even if they were to tell us yesterday, go back to living life normally, we're all going to like emerge from our dens and being like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, how do we do I this? I was talking to my, yeah. How do we be humans? I was talking to my aunt about this on Saturday and we were talking about how, like, she was like my parents and like your grandparents grew up like during the depression so she was like there's all these things we called my grandma Mimi we would like make fun of Mimi because like my aunt was giving the example of she would keep the elastic from like old underwear like she would take it out of old underwear before she would get rid of it because she like grew up during the depression and didn't want to not have it and she was like there were all of these quirks that she had and we would just be like oh it's because she grew up like during the depression and she's like what are gonna be all of the weird quirks that like all of us have because we like lived through a pandemic exactly I know I'm like are people gonna start hugging less because that makes me really sad (laughs) no I really hope not I do feel like everybody He's just going to have masks all the time. Like, that's just going to be a thing. That that gave me goosebumps. I don't don't like that. (laughs) I mean, I don't think like, I don't think they're going to wear them. I just think people are going to have them like on their person. Wow. Like, it'll just be like, I don't know. This is just my philosophy. No, I can see it. I can see it. I just hadn't thought of that one yet. Spooky. I know. And I do think people are going to be weird about, not weird, but like diligent about hygiene. Yes. And I don't think that's a bad Kind of an intense way. I think us all washing our hands will help with future cold and flu seasons. And so that could be a positive. 
I did see something that I thought was really cool. I might have already told you about this, but it was from a disability um, rights advocate. And she was like, my entire career, I have been pushing for like all of this access and all of these things. And people kept telling me like, oh, we can't make, you know, healthcare more accessible. We can't make all of these things more accessible. And she's like, and now I'm seeing all of these people who have like, you know, Safeway does prescription delivery just for everybody now. All of these doctors are doing like telecommunications. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, you know, this, this does suck that this happened to the world, but how cool for all of us that have been fighting for this forever. And now that it's like a reality. Oh, that just gave me chills. That's amazing. Right. That is pretty cool. I know. I was like, wow, I am so privileged that I'd never really had to think of it like that. But like, this is pretty cool. But it probably has opened up some doors for more opportunities and things for other people. So that's a cool way to look at it. Totally. see. Definitely bits of silver lining and things that hopefully we can take moving forward if when, however, life goes back to quote unquote normal. Exactly. It's like, does it go back to (laughs) normal or do we create a new normal? Or is it life like 2.0? Yeah. So weird. Because it really... I don't know. We'll find out. That seemed strange. So yeah, you know, if you are (laughs) having days where you're laughing with your friends, Zoom calling, having happy hour and doing whatever else you're doing, that's like seems all grand. But then you also have days where you're crying during your workout or into a bowl of ice cream (laughs) that that is totally okay too and to allow yourself to feel all the feels and just know that this too shall pass I don't know if this has ever happened to you but have you ever cried when you have been running oh before yes (laughs) that is like the worst cry situation (laughs) it is so hard to run and cry at the same time always really awkward too because I'm like in a pretty busy park and I'm just like (laughs) and I'm like oh my god everybody's looking at me (laughs) on the street like oh my god yeah that is such an intense crying it is but I had somebody tell me one time that uh, either when I was training for a half marathon they were like okay so when it starts to get really hard like I don't care what it takes think about the saddest thing you can think of and just cry and it's gonna make you the adrenaline like release in your body and you'll be able to get this like push and finish your race stronger so when it gets hard to cry because it will like help your run (laughs) and I was like interesting very and has it worked for you have you done it um I feel like it's (laughs) always been like if I cry while I'm running it's like a debilitating cry not the encouraging kind (laughs) yeah see that's how I feel too like there would be sometimes in rowing where it's just like it's too everything is too much and so you like I feel like you just don't know what to do and then your body's like oh let's go through the list crying (laughs) like should we cry and it's just always kind of a disaster and then you're like crying and it's that classic like I don't know why I'm crying I'm fine I just need to cry it is funny how your body will take you there whether you want to be there or not yeah it really just goes all in um okay so here's a question I'll pose to you that we did not discuss in our pre-question talk but how are you because I think this is something a lot of people are really dealing with especially people maybe with more of like a mindfulness or introspective practice how are you navigating like your own struggles with just this whole situation quarantine 
a global pandemic, all of this madness with also like being grateful for what you have and acknowledging that it could be a lot worse. Because I feel like a lot of people are sort of stuck in this like guilt Mm -hmm. loop right now of like, I hate this. I can't get out of bed, but also I have a job and a roof over my head. So what are your thoughts? Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, that is all (laughs) incredible question. Just a lighthearted question. (laughs) And like a hundred things just flooded into my mind kind of about what this has all meant to me. And again, coming from a very privileged perspective, of course, like it's crazy. I'm like, you do feel this overwhelming sense of guilt because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I have so much and I know where my next meal is from and I'm being able to utilize this time however I see fit. I'm not in survival mode right now. I'm not having to act out of base, like making sure that I will be able to survive this. Like I'm in a position to survive this. And that also presents its challenges because it is so weird how you do feel this guilt that like there's so much suffering and like, is there space for my suffering in spite of... uh, Ooh, that's such a good question. Because like, it's all that thing where you try to qualify like, oh, well, like my suffering isn't equal to your suffering because it's worse, but we all have the degrees with which we suffer. And that doesn't mean we aren't allowed to suffer. And we had talked about this too, like in reference to a current event, how Justin Timberlake is in a lot of heat for making a comment about struggling with Mm. being with his kid 24 hours a day. And people like ripped him a new one because they're like, whatever, you are in this beautiful mansion in Montana, like you or Colorado, wherever it is, like you don't have a worry in the world. And like, how dare you? And it was sad to me because it's like, here's a human having a human experience. And yes, he has all the means in the world to make sure that him and his family are cared for. And yet he is somehow not allowed to struggle because he's so privileged. Yeah, such a good point. And so I think that that's something that probably if you're in a position of any type of privilege where you know that you're going to make it through this and be okay, that like you might struggle with, well, feeling that guilt and that shame cycle of like, well, I should, I shouldn't be feeling upset because like life is pretty good for me but I know that like for me this pandemic has been a really good opportunity for me to stay active which is something that keeps me grounded but also finding more time for the stillness so I think that in our lives Mm. that it's good to find a harmony between the action and just sitting with yourself and both you and I have developed significant mindfulness practices and we know how valuable the stillness is so if you have time to be still And that that has been something of honoring space for both the need to stay active and I'm in an environment where I'm able to do so, which is very fortunate for me because that is how I stay grounded. So a lot of people, it's like the gym was their like outlet for that. And now the gym is closed. So I know and... Not that you can't find other ways to stay moving. But again, if you're in a major city and you're in an apartment, like your options become really limited. And so totally, I think it's just like, it is a lot. And I think that as always, like it always comes back, I feel like to like core things and it's being kind and compassionate to yourself and others. So if you're having a hard time being compassionate to yourself is a way to help you through that hard time. Or if you're feeling guilty for having 
sad thoughts because you know there's people that have it worse. Like someone (laughs) else's suffering doesn't negate your capability of suffering. Like we all Mm. endure suffering. And so I think that just kindness and compassion to yourself and others. And a lot of times too, like I was pretty good at being compassionate to others, but I was pretty awful at being compassionate to myself. So anything mm, preach girl. <laughs> anything good that you're offering to others, here's a friendly reminder to make sure you're offering it to yourself too because you deserve yeah. that too. Yeah. And that really comes back to which I don't even think you meant to do this so eloquently, but it like comes back to our theme of taking care of yourself, which is not quite like self-care I think can fall into that, but taking care of yourself and like showing yourself compassion and to your point just allowing yourself to feel and have stillness for it. Is so important and really hard to do right now but it's just kind of I always find it helpful to look at myself as like a child Mm -hmm. or like okay would I treat Stacia like this no I would take care of Stacia she was having a hard time but I think it's really hard to do but I thought you did a really good job of describing just kind of how to acknowledge the shittiness of the world while also taking care of yourself, which is so important. Yeah, at the end of the day, all we have is ourself. Like as much as we want to foster great relationships and be a good human to other people, like you need to remember to be a good human to yourself. And that's like the hardest part. Ain't that the truth. (laughs) Why is it so hard? It's so hard to do. I know it's so hard to do. It's so easy to be like, I'm going to be like so nice and it's so encouraging to everybody else, but I'm going to treat myself like garbage. I mean, I definitely do. That a lot. Um, and it's yeah, it's it's really hard to practice what you preach when it comes to yourself. Yeah, and we like I think something that was really big in my journey is uh, the difference between taking care of and like caretaking. And so I think that like mm. I have been really good at caretaking, which is not something to be good at. <laughs> like it's not something you want to pride yourself right, on being yeah. good at, but that is what I thought was caring like I thought that's how I Mm -hmm. cared for other people was by caretaking them (laughs) and trying to hold their pain for them and do all these things and then realizing that that actually was a pretty unhealthy dynamic and then learning instead by learning how to care health more healthily for others like learning actually how to care for myself as well Stacia, growing so up, beautiful. Man. Finally, feeling growing slightly up, adultish, <laughs> getting there. <laughs> we figure everything out, and then our lives yeah. are over at the end. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in that I'm in yes. that quarantine headspace right oh, now, where I'm just you. like, what day is it? What's happening? Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely have found myself really struggling with the like, just feeling like meh, like not feeling bad, but also not feeling mm-hmm. great, and just being very much in that like gray area. And I was texting some girlfriends today and we were like, it's so hard to just not know when this is ending. Like if I knew, oh, this is going to end, even if it was like a year from now, somehow I think that would make it a lot better. But this just indefinite, you're stuck at home. There's like, everything's a hot mess. Like Like the economy is crumbling and everybody's unemployed and it's like super stressful because like all the repercussions from the measures that have had to be taken are going to be felt for years to come. And it's just like... Totally. So much uncertainty. Yeah. And I think that really like thinking about that really overwhelms me. And then I like really go down a spiral, even though for the time being financially, everything's okay. I have a job. I have a roof over my head. I have, you know, a new puppy. I'm not like 
quarantined by myself. Like it could be so much worse, but I think I really struggle with the like letting myself feel that this is crazy and this is shitty while also like, you know, just acknowledging that it's going to be over and that this is happening globally. It's just wild times. times. It's very, very crazy. It's It's so just, yeah, it's bizarre. I'm just grateful. I mean, for me, I was like, thank you universe, because had I not been on this journey to do this work, having to sit alone with myself right now would really freaking suck. Like if I didn't have the tools that I have now to my disposal, this would probably be an extremely mentally challenging time for me. And it already is challenging. And so I just really hope that through this podcast and through different things that we help to offer tools to other people for things that work for us and like pick what works for you and leave behind what doesn't. But really the tools that you can build up for yourself are extremely invaluable and because you never know what life is going to throw at you. So like the more you are prepared for just life and the challenges that are inevitable, like there's going to be ups and downs. So equipping Mm -hmm. yourself with the right things and it's never too late. So say you're handling this pandemic terribly, but that doesn't mean that you can't start being like, okay, like what was so hard about this and how can I better prepare myself for the future? Because absolutely everything that we, that I have learned for myself helps me in all situations in life, not just the bad ones, not just the crazy unexpected ones, but it just helps you navigate life with a better mindset. And I just think that hopefully we can instill some tools and go over some things that have been working for us in this episode as well. Yeah. And it is that thing of like, the thing I think is so cool about mindfulness and just like expanding your mental health toolkit and all of these things is like, once you have that information, you can't really unlearn it. (laughs) Like it's always there. You know, you don't go back to like Stacia before you always have that awareness. So while it is hard to go through this growth and learn all of this stuff and start to practice mindfulness. Once it's there, it's just kind of there forever, even if it's just lurking in the background. Exactly. No, eventually you're going to do something with it. So that helps. Yeah. Eventually it just sticks. I was talking to my my cousin um, the other night and he was like, I really want to learn how to use like mantras and affirmations. And we were talking about it and his friend was like, yeah, it's so crazy. I started saying them all the time. Like, you know, I knew that they were helpful and I didn't really get what they were, but I was like, I'm I'm just going to, you know, give this the old college try Mm -hmm. and keep saying them. And he was like, and then I totally noticed my brain like tricked itself into saying them at times when I really needed them. And I was like, yes, yes, 100%. Yeah, this is the point. I've had those experiences with it too. Like uh, you may not know the effect right away. Like it's not an instant gratification thing, but... A lot of this stuff is worthwhile if you stick to it, but it requires you to stick to it. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just like running or, you know, anything where it's like, yeah, if you just like pick up a kettlebell every now and then, you're not really going to see that much out of it. But if you keep picking up and putting down your kettlebells, like Stacia always says, eventually it'll pay (laughs) off and you'll get stronger and you'll feel it. I feel like mindfulness is so similar. And I just wanted to say, um, kind of to circle back in something we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, my friend sent me this thing on Instagram that I'll try to refine and post for you guys, but it was like, you're not working at home. You're at home trying to work 
during a global crisis. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a good point. Cause I think we're all trying to be like, it's fine. I'm just at home. Like I'm just not at my office and everything else is normal. And it, this whole thing was like, no, you're at home trying to be normal and trying to maintain some normalcy amidst all of this, just like really crazy life-changing stuff that's happening. 100%. And I actually just had that meme pop up in my head of like the dog that's in the kitchen and like the whole house is on fire. And he's like, I'm fine. It's fine. It's fine. And I really feel like that is kind of what's happening for everyone because it's like, yeah, like it technically you feel like it should be fine. Like, okay, I'm still working. I'm still doing this if that's how what your new reality is. But at the same time, like a lot has changed. Whoever came up with that, I hope that they get like residuals every time it gets reposted. I doubt that that's how it works, but they are a true just innovator. They really in are. The world of I think of that meme often <laughs> to describe my life circumstances and like now more than ever. <laughs> so we're all just it. fine yeah, while the world's real. burning. So no big deal. It's fine. Um, it's, it's fine. We're all fine. So how are you? We talked a little bit about self-care versus taking your taking care of yourself. How do you differentiate between the two? I mean, it's going to sound so sad, but (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, like hopefully maybe other people have like learned the basic ways in which to take care of yourself. But there's certain little things that I realize are not so little when it comes to taking care of yourself. And one thing that I found kind of I've discovered as I've gone through different things is like, okay, for me, it was a huge act of taking care of myself to start washing my face. And like I had done it for the most part in my life, but then I got into a really codependent relationship where I just forgot about all my needs and how to take care of myself in order to take care of somebody else. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I realized something as simple as washing my face was a huge act of like doing something to take care of myself and that that was really important to me. So like it can be something as simple as that and it may not seem like a big deal, but when you make that small promise to yourself that like, no, washing my face is important to me and something like I'm not going to get into a relationship where that's something that falls by the wayside. Like I'm going to continue to show up and take care of myself. And I also think something that I've observed Because I used to be like an extremely messy person. Like I was never dirty. Mm. Like I I always kept dishes clean and like did it. Like I was very clean, but I was messy. Yeah. Because there is a difference. Yeah, I get that. (laughs) There is a huge difference. I actually was just having this debate with my husband because he is a very clean person and I'm a very tidy person. And those are not the same thing. They are not the same thing. (laughs) I have never been a tidy person, but I've always been a clean person person but I also just that's great see I'm not a clean person (laughs) (laughs) but I also just realized how even taking care of your space that you're in is also a huge act of taking care of yourself and a reflection of kind of your own inner world and I realized that the more chaos that was around me usually was a reflection of the more chaos that I was feeling inside of myself. And as I've come to this place of uh, getting to know myself better and having a better relationship with myself and building my self-esteem, building my self-worth, that I realized things like, oh, like 
having an organized space and I'm not a neat freak. I haven't like evolved to that point yet. Like, but I just mean like <laughs> a basic level of like things have their place. And I do my best at the end of every night yeah. just to like tidy things up quickly. And I don't obsess about it or stress about it, but I just find myself more naturally being inclined to do something as simple as making the space that I inhabit a beautiful place that I want to be in and taking right. care of it. Because if I can't take care of my environment and the things around me, how good of a job am I going to be doing taking care of myself? Mm, you hit the nail on the head. So it's really important. so good. Well, and I think it's so important. And I feel like, especially right now with like Instagram culture, self-care is kind of seen, especially it's very like female centric and it's seen as sort of this like spa experience, mm-hmm. right? Like 100%. you're going to take a bath or you're going to give yourself like a face mask. And I do think that messaging is really important, especially with all the shit that's going on right now. Of like, you can still find these like tiny pockets of peace and luxury. But I think that that's... It's more of like the treat yourself. Yeah. Versus I think taking care of yourself is... It's really important. And I also think it's something that there's so much we can unpack here, but I feel like as women, we're almost taught that we like don't deserve it or we have to like earn it. But it's like you were saying, like washing your face has been like life changing. Right. And like for me, something I'm realizing, like I, I'm a night owl. I can stay up till 2am every night easily, especially right now when there's like time is not real. (laughs) There's no schedule. But I'm realizing that like part of taking care of myself is being like, just go to bed. Like you don't have to stay up late. Like you can just go to bed and like read a book, you know, and it's these like really little things, almost like you're parenting yourself of like just giving yourself some structure and being like, no, like Stacia, you're, you're going to shower right now. Like you need to shower, you know, but it's all of these things that we, I feel like so often, especially in stressful times, like right now, just sort of throw out the window that are really important. And I think learning how to take care of yourself really well is a really hard thing to do as an adult or just ever. I think that it requires you to have a relationship with yourself and to know yourself because how could you ever give yourself what you need if you aren't asking or checking in with yourself and so often we're not trained to do that or trained to want things or trained to like need things or have needs and express them and so it's been interesting I think that idea of like uh, it really does require you to check in with yourself and be like hey like what do I need to do now to take care of myself because yeah I can stay up till two and be watching tv and then wake up at 10 and not feel that great and be like, ugh, and know that that's going to be the cause and effect of that choice and be like, so what do I need in this moment? And it's like, I want a good night's rest. And I know that that's going to be accomplished if I go to bed earlier. So it requires you to be able to check in with yourself, to know yourself and to trust yourself to start making those decisions that really do end up taking care of yourself because you have to, if you don't, I think it's like, it sounds sad because for me, I like, I struggled with very, very low self-esteem a majority of my life. But when you think about like, okay, you only take care of the things that you value. And I did a really bad job of taking care of myself because I did not value myself Mm -hmm. at all. And so in order to be like, okay, no, I'm deserving of being taken care of and I deserve to take care of myself requires me to see the value in myself. And so it's all kind of Uh. correlated (laughs) into this bigger idea. yeah. 
And it's not just so simple. It's like, oh, I'm suddenly going to love myself because I just got a manicure. Like, no. (laughs) Yeah, just put on a face mask. I do think like, I think self-care is a really great way to get people to start thinking of like, what makes me feel good, Mm -hmm. right? Like take a step back. You're feeling really stressed out. What's something that's going to make you feel really nice? And that's where it can be like, oh, I love when I take a bath or I like when I light candles just for the sake of lighting candles. And that's like a really good place to start. But yeah, I do think the deeper thing is like, you know, what makes me feel good and what makes me feel like just baseline, like productive human, like I can show up by myself. What are my necessities? Like I am somebody, this is going to sound so silly, but I am someone who has always needed to be like so, so hydrated. <laughs> like I get a little bit dehydrated and I turn into a child. Like I, oh, I get so cranky and I get like, like permanently hangry. And so I know like as a baseline of taking care of myself and feeling good, I need to be like way more hydrated than most people. And that also means like not drinking a ton of coffee, which I love to do or like energy (laughs) drinks, you know, like it's just basic stuff like that of like, sure. In the moment I might want to slam like 20 bang energy drinks and be bouncing off the walls, but like (laughs) realistically I need to be really hydrated and that'll make me feel more centered and more calm and just like feel really good. And it's such a little thing to be like, I need to be hydrated. But I know that that's how I can really take care of like my self versus just like taking a bath or putting on a face mask. Yeah. And I mean, think about your love language and if that's something that you've ever Mm -hmm. even heard of or whatever else, but like we all experience taking care of ourselves in different ways. Like it's not going to be one blanket prescription for everybody. It's like there probably are different ways that you show yourself that you care for yourself and it's not going to look like your neighbors or your best friends. Like that's why I think also just to tie this into like the bigger picture of everything we talk about is like mindfulness. You aren't going to be able to check in with yourself and slow down enough to realize that to this is what your body needs or this is what your mind needs in this moment if you haven't practiced how to tune into yourself and slow down and quiet all the noise because there's going to be a television ad that's going to tell you what you need and there's going to be this celebrity Mm. telling you what you need and if you're not at a place where you can check in and be like but what do I actually need you're going to be more susceptible to the empty things that don't truly bring you what you actually need and again it might I'm not saying that just because it's an ad means that it's not something that's good for you, but it just means knowing your truth versus what the world's going to try and tell you is your truth. Well, and I think you made such a good point too of like, just because you find something really calming and it's a good way to take care of you doesn't mean that I will find the same thing to provide the same value, even though you and I have so much in common and we have a lot of the same you know, preferences and likes. And I think that's another thing where cultivating your own mindfulness practice is so important because you will realize like, do I just like this because Stacia likes it? Or do I just like this because like my best friend or my partner likes this? Or is this something that like actually makes me feel really good and really taken care of? And I think that's hard. And also like the things that make you feel really good evolve. And it's important to be able to like acknowledge that too and let go of them. But it's just, there's a lot of really good stuff if you just give yourself the time to dig into what makes you feel taken care of and nourished and really whole that was thank you for coming to my TED talk what am I saying I'm just rambling 
It's just so nice to talk to a person. <laughs> I get to see your face from a distance, from a computer screen. What Somebody were you used to? Hu- yeah, someone who's not my husband. <laughs> Literally just anybody. Anybody. Love you, Dan. But. I know. It's so weird. My sister is still grocery shopping for me because I'm like self-quarantining, so I'm not going anywhere in public since mm-hmm. I came from yeah. New York. So I'm doing the whole like 14-day thing. And I'm like, okay, Fuck. it's just me and my apartment or like my house. And um, yeah, it's really nice. But it also is very isolating. And it is weird, too, when you think about it. I'm like, I'm going to go 14 days without touching another human. That's crazy. And I'm like, they do studies. Like, babies die if they don't get touched. I know. (laughs) Touch is super important. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm almost at a week. And I'm like, okay, like, giving somebody a hug would be really nice right about now. But I still have to wait. It definitely makes me reflect on all the times when I've been like, I just want to be, like, by myself for two (laughs) weeks and not talk to anybody and now I'm like we've been living that for like a month and a half and I'm so over it like I wonder how like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode just like socially how people will change what that'll look like I have no idea yeah and I'm pissed like come on universe like literally it took me six months to be like okay I'm ready to start dating guys like gonna do it I'm gonna put myself (laughs) out there and then the world was like Oh, fuck you, quarantine. And I'm like, wait, you, you guys, you don't understand. Like, this is a really big deal for me. Why? Why? I, I, you are one of so many female friends who have said the same thing. Like, I finally amped myself up to date. And then this happened. I don't know if you watched, they had SNL did like an at-home episode this weekend. So they like filmed everything on like Skype and Zoom. It's very funny. But they did a whole episode of like quarantine dating and people just being like yep you're fine and then being like well don't you want to like hear my like preferences and like my story and just being like nope you're fine (laughs) like it's fine (laughs) yeah it's crazy like I Hmm. it really has been a rude awakening and when I try to show myself like compassion for feeling bad about this situation like honestly I was at a point where I was like about to catapult myself into the life that I had worked so hard to build for myself like I had Mm -hmm. found an apartment that I was going to move into I had established all these places and connections and now I'm back in Seattle and again I still have a lot of connections and good things in this city but right it was really it's been like really challenging to let go of like the life I had envisioned for myself and wanting it when I wanted but I guess that's always like part of the greatest lesson in life is like surrendering control Mm. to how you want your life to work out and trust that it's working out exactly as it should be and sometimes that can be hard because I was like come on like I was like (laughs) I'm gonna and like for me dating was like a really big deal because I know this again this sounds like really (laughs) I'm like I swear you guys I'm I'm adult now, but I never had really <laughs> dated from an empowered, healthy place. So, like for me, this really felt like the first time I was approaching yeah. dating from a good, grounded place. And so it was exciting. I think that's a very for me. common, yeah. And so, like then 
when that got shut down, I was like, wait, you guys, I literally had spent like 31 years getting to this point. And now you're like, <laughs> nope, time to do some more reflecting station. I'm like, I've done so much reflecting though, please. <laughs> time to be alone even more. I, I will say I have been in that place before where like, you know, something terrible happens that you weren't expecting. And you're like, I just spent so much time building up X, Y, Z. But like, then you always get to that point and maybe it's six months from now, maybe it's six years from now where you'll be like, I'm so glad this happened. 100%. It's so ridiculous. It like you know? always happens. I remember when I moved to Vegas because I wanted to be a cocktail server at one of the nightclubs and make like a hundred grand in six months and then just get to collect unemployment for the rest of the six months and travel yeah. around the world <laughs> like, hello. And that, hello. <laughs> that didn't end up happening. And I'm honestly terrified of what would have happened had that happened. And I'm like, thank you, universe. Yeah. You had my back because uh, that is not what I needed at that point in my life. And I thought that I knew what I needed, but I had a very poor idea of that. And luckily the universe has my back and is like, we're just going to steer you a little bit different direction. And that's going to yeah. be for your greater good. <laughs> just going to change things up a bit. <laughs> totally. I know it's pretty wild. And I do think that's also just part of taking care of yourself to come back to it is like, okay, changes are going to happen and it's going to feel like, I feel like especially right now, globally, there's just so much heartbreak and so much mourning of like, this is not how I, like I have so many friends who are pregnant right now or mm-hmm. we're going to get married right mm-hmm. now. These like big life events, but also just people like you and I who are just trying to survive. <laughs> day after day. (laughs) And there's a lot of like, you know, mourning and just like, what the fuck? But I think just acknowledging like, okay, it's going to get better. This is not forever. Even if this is forever, if we're just quarantined forever, we eventually will make the most of it and it'll get, it won't be so stressful and so scary because we'll figure it out. Yeah. We are very adaptable and resilient creatures, which is pretty fascinating to observe. Because like you said, in the beginning of the episode, like watching how now things have become more accessible when people were like, oh, no, we, we mm-hmm. can't do that. We don't know how to do that. Like, actually, guess what? Right. Like, I was talking to somebody who works in a bank and they were talking about unrolling this program to uh, I don't understand banking world. So I'm not even going to pretend to know what they were talking about. <laughs> but With essentially, the money, yeah, the, like one of the relief program things anyways so she was like yeah we basically had to unroll uh, in like unveil this program in three days what would normally have taken us six months and it's like shit look at what you can do when you really put your mind to it guys (laughs) like uh, totally it's interesting and I will be curious to see as time goes on the different innovations that have come about in this time and the changes that do come from it that are positive and sometimes it's hard to see that when you're in the thick of something. But I do think that uh, hindsight's always fantastic to be able to be like, oh my gosh, look at all these other things that came from it. And we're not at that point yet. Absolutely. We're at the point where it's still like not yet. the house we're is on there. fire and we are stuck inside. <laughs> but it's going to be fine. Was she in the front yard again? Our dogs have figured out some way to leave the like enclosed area and we Uh-oh. keep finding them in our front yard and we don't know how they're getting out. It's very sneaky. Sneaky doggos. Anyway, sorry, sneaky doggos. Um, we'll just erase that part. <laughs> no, I do think I like even this morning... 
like I still I feel like the last week just felt like one really long day yeah <laughs> like it, it just I don't know time feels weird but even this morning I was like okay compared to like the first week of this I have such a better routine I have like a place where I'm working like Dan and I have really figured out each other's spaces so I have to remind myself like even being stuck in this there are some really good progressions that are happening and change but in the moment it doesn't necessarily feel like it's getting any different or any better or really going anywhere at all. Yeah. And I just want to, I'm curious to figure out or find out from you, what do you feel like has been like the biggest and best way you've been able to take care of yourself through this time? Oof. I think, you know, it's easy. It's sort of like when you come home from college or you have like spring break in high school and you're like, I'm just going to lay on my couch and like not set an alarm, you know, and it seems so nice. But then when it ends, you're like, oh, I'm so ready to just like go back. And that's what I've realized about like, I always have these situations where I'm like, wow, I really thrive off of routine more than I thought. Or like, you know, I I have my social anxiety that wants to like talk out of doing anything where I'm like interacting with other people, but I actually feel way better when I do do that. So I've been trying to set myself more of a schedule, which is a work in progress. I mean, having a puppy, I was talking to my cousin about this the other day, having a puppy like definitely helps because she just forces us to have some semblance of a routine. And that has made me feel more normal. And then also trying to find things that I can look forward to, even though like we can't go out in the world, right? We like can't go be out doing things like just saying, like I had some girlfriends today and we were texting and we were like, let's find a night this week that we can all get on a call and talk. So it feels like we're hanging out and just different, like, okay, this one night this week, we're going to make like kind of an over the top dinner, finding things that I can look forward to. I know that sounds so silly. Like I'm really excited to like bake these cookies tomorrow, but like that really, really encourages me. And like, forcing myself to get on the phone and call people and talk to people even when I'm feeling like And then just to go back to like, you know, how Stacia and I really became friends and what we like believe in and love. I always know I will feel better after I work out. If I just get up and move around, even like this morning, I just rolled out my yoga mat and like did yoga with some fun music for 20 minutes and I felt so much better. And it's really motivating myself to do it even when I don't want to, not from a space of like, you have to work out because all you've been eating is popcorn for five days. (laughs) More like your brain will feel so so much better when you do this like just move in a way that feels good it's going to be positive and I always feel just more like myself and more awake afterwards so I've been really trying to like make sure that I do that and that it comes from a really good place of like taking care of yourself versus like punishing myself for being lazy or for eating a million candy bars in a sitting you know <laughs> like whatever making sure that that relationship stays really productive That's awesome. and I do think even things as simple as like calling your friends or having those types of routines that it's also important because you're like, oh, like I forced myself to make these calls. And I feel like sometimes, especially in a socially isolating situation, it can be easier to retreat into your anxiety or retreat into the like, oh, I'm fine. I don't need anybody or need anything. But I think just the same with the workouts that like if you have friends that you know and trust and who can hold space for you Mm -hmm. and that aren't going to be like the Debbie Downer conversations that end up leaving you feeling worse, like definitely make sure it's the right people that you're calling. (laughs) But that if you have that type of support in your life, that even if you're feeling like, oh, it's just like, I don't need to make the effort 
nine times out of 10, you're going to feel way better for hopping on that call or doing that thing. And also quick side note, Zoom has a really fun feature where you can create a whiteboard and my family and I have been playing Pictionary and it's really fun. that's so fun. (laughs) I love that idea. I want to do that. Yeah. So if you guys have been doing Zoom calls with friends, family, whoever, hot tip, you can do a whiteboard and (laughs) everybody can draw on like the same whiteboard. So you just elect a person and whatever else, but like it has induced some deep belly laughs that nothing else has provided during this quarantine. Like I need to post a picture of my mom's sloth that she drew because it was so epically <laughs> terrible. And like, just looking at it makes me laugh so much. That's amazing. I love that. If you haven't tried it yet, definitely. If you're looking for some uh, bright light of laughter and sunshine in your day, do some zoom Pictionary. <laughs> that sounds so fun. I do think that is the cool thing about this is like it shows all of us that you can be social without leaving your house. It has made us be social in new ways. And it is, yeah, like you can just hop on and talk to someone for 10 minutes. You don't yes. need to go get dinner with them, but it's going to like totally make both of your days better. And that's been like a really good reminder for me. And I feel like pre this, I didn't necessarily have a lot of friends and I'm the same way who would like just hop on a call like, hey, let's just call you real quick. But now I feel like we're all like, hey, do you want to have a phone call or like FaceTime? And I hope that that sticks around because it is fun to be able to connect with people like that. I love that. And I think that that is such a good, again, meta lesson because it's the same thing with like a workout. People associate like, oh, if I Mm -hmm. work out, it means I have to be there for two hours and it's just going to and it's like no who said that that's what a workout has to look like and it's the same with calling your friend it's like okay if you call your friend that you haven't talked to in a year and you have a 20 minute conversation that's fine it doesn't mean you have to spend three hours on the phone and you don't know when like you don't have to it's not always these big huge things it's like okay 10 minutes on the phone with somebody that you care about can totally change your day 10 minutes on your yoga mat just stretching can totally make you feel 10 times better and that 100 percent not to talk yourself out of it because of the time you think it's going to take or the commitment that's involved like okay we can do these little bursts of like we can do good things that help but bring joy into our day and make us feel more centered loved grounded good totally I know I have a friend so I am terrible with plants but I'm really working on getting better my new year's resolution for 2019 was not (laughs) to kill a plant and I I kept one alive for the whole year but one of my best friends is like really good at plants and all her plants will grow plant babies and then she like gives them to me and tells me how to like take care of them so she's my like plant fairy godmother and the other day she was like hey I have a bunch of plants do you want any of them and I was like yeah and she was like oh shit I have to like you know she had a bunch of stuff she needed to do I did too and we were both kind of getting to the point where we were like let's just like not like I just won't come get these plants and then I was like you know what no I'm gonna come and even if I get to see you just for like two seconds for a drive-by it'll be worth it and she was like you know what yeah like let's just do it and we only got to see each other for like two seconds on the crosswalk Mm -hmm. from like or the sidewalk from like six feet away but it still was like the highlight of my day and like (laughs) so good to see her and it reminded me of like yeah even if you only get to talk to someone for like a second or they're like 
oh, I'm making dinner. Can I call you back later? Like I never regret those instances. And this I think is a good reminder of just doing that, you know, especially when we're all stuck at home. If you can talk to another person for 30 seconds, that's still better than not talking to anyone all day. Yeah. Sometimes it's, it's actually really interesting. Like I'm reflecting upon like (laughs) pre-quarantine stuff that's very similar to quarantine stuff. And I'm like, dang it, Stacia. Yes, totally. My real life is quarantine life. I think that's also part of like working for yourself too. Like we just live this weird world. We do because I would go through a day and I'd be like, I'd get to like my bed and I'd start reading. I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't used my voice today. Like I have not spoken out loud in an entire day. And I'm like, oh wow. (laughs) So I feel like sometimes whether it's quarantine times or not, it is good to hear the sound of your own voice while connecting with another human being. So absolutely. Yeah. Or even just like for the sake of hearing your own voice, like I know um, some people have just talk to yourself. (laughs) Some people have been getting really into meditation during this. You can like just say your mantras or your affirmations out loud. Even if you do have roommates, we're all going crazy right now. No one cares. Sometimes I just stream of consciousness to my dogs and they don't know what I'm saying, but it's it's satisfying to get it out. I so. love that. And I would also love to know what your yay for the day is. Ah, uh, you beat me. I know, I'm um, sneaky. I was going to ask you, you're sneaky, a weasel. Sneaky. My yay for the day is that... Yesterday, it was a beautiful day. And so we there's this like weird little park strip that I was telling you about earlier. We went and hung out with our dogs and then we were just there and it was really nice. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go get like this old quilt that we have. We like laid down a quilt. We invited one of our neighbors and she came and hung out from like six feet away. And we just played outside with the dogs for like a couple hours. People were yelling over their fences like your dogs are so cute. This made my day. And it was like it was such a small thing and it was so unplanned. But it was just so nice to be outside and to like not have phones, not have screens, just be watching dogs play for like an hour and a half or however long they played. And it made me feel like a human. So I'm going to try to go do that later today sometime too. How about you? Yes, I love that. I think that it's hard not to just be joyful with the weather that we've been having here in the Seattle area. So hard. Yeah. So like uh, that is something I wake up every day and I'm like, yay. (laughs) So that's like a continual yay for the day for me. Yeah, totally. Weather is like life giving. It really is. The sunshine. It does so much good for the soul. So definitely appreciating the hell out of that. But I would say that my yay for the day has been that, uh, I mean, I don't, it's uh, ties back to the idea of like routine and things like that. And I'm just really happy that the technology does exist to really take our lives wherever they need to go. Because for me, like part of the life I had established for myself in New York was I found a church I really liked going to. I have singing lessons Mm. and an instructor that I need to be my instructor my entire life. (laughs) And luckily a while back, I found a therapist that we did virtual sessions. So nothing changed there, but knowing that the singing lessons and the church, those have all been brought online and I'm able to still continue to do those things, even though I'm now no longer in New York. And even when I was in New York, it had still become that my ability to do it virtually. And so that was, has just been such a blessing that the technology exists to 
maintain a sense of normalcy of the things that I really have been enjoying having in my life. It's so great. Because that has helped me stay really grounded during this time as I'm like, okay, I still on Fridays, I have my singing lessons and all the good things that I really have been enjoying for myself. And so I'm just grateful that we live in a world where we can still connect with each other in a time of I know I cannot imagine doing this in like the year 2000 like that would have been crazy we would have I mean we would have had aim I guess <laughs> oh my gosh yeah there should be like Instant a messenger there should be a comic sketch on what quarantine would have been like and what it would be like 2000 1999 <laughs> next station I will start recording comedy episodes because <laughs> we're losing our minds also Stacia you should like make up a jingle for us I oh, should sing a jingle hey. at the beginning <laughs> I wish you guys could see her face right now. She does not like that idea. (laughs) Yeah, let me just sing for you guys Mm. uh, someday. (laughs) Our next episode will be a musical episode. Oh, that'd be fun. Thank you. (laughs) Something to look forward to. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, one day we'll do a musical episode after we get enough uh, reviews, five-star reviews. Yeah, keep them coming, guys, please. If that doesn't incentivize you. uh, that doesn't incentivize you i don't know what will thank you guys so much for listening please like subscribe share with your friends we so appreciate all of you who put us in your ear holes you have no idea how much it means send us requests for episodes stacia do you have anything else you'd like to add no just sending you guys so much love support and encouragement during this time and Remember to be kind to yourself, compassionate to yourself, figure out what you need to do to take care of yourself. You are very capable and you are very worthy of that care. So don't forget. (laughs) Yes. Hey, you got this.